0: Miracy, hi. I'm Lisa Bloom, host of Once Upon a Business, and today we're going to share a different kind of episode. You likely listen to Once Upon a Business because you love stories and you love learning lessons from stories that you can apply to your life and business. That's why I thought you might be interested in a new show that recently launched on the Miracy FM podcast network. It's called Blowing Up, and it's hosted by my colleagues and friends, Linda Claire Puig and Ari Inney. Linda is the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters, and Ari is the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Miracy. To give you a taste of it, we're running an episode from that show right here on the Once Upon a Business feed. I chose this particular episode because the guest, Holly Chantal, is an expert on messaging, which is the story that you tell about your business. This story underlies everything that you're sharing, So you want to be sure to hit the points that you want to be remembered for. So I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: I was hitting $10,000 a month and then $20,000 a month. And that lasted for a few years and continually doubling and tripling revenue on my way to seven figures, like rah, rah, I'm almost 30. I'm going to be at seven figures. I'm going to be on all those lists in the magazines. And then I had my first child. Hello,
2: and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda-Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters, and I'm here with my co-host Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Merisi. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success, but as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're gonna do a deep dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we look at messaging. Now, messaging is not just the words on your website, it's a whole lot more, and it underlies your success or lack thereof to a degree that you may not be aware of. Our guest is Holly Chantal. Holly has been in the branding and messaging space since 2009. She helps visionary coaches and service professionals enroll more clients into high-ticket offers without launches or Facebook ads. Welcome to Holly and let's jump right into the conversation.
1: What's funny is that the strategy that has helped my business blow up has helped my business blow up multiple times. I feel like many entrepreneurs, we have ups and we have downs and it's kind of like that next breakthrough. You feel like you've blown up and made it all over again. Right. And each and every time what it's come down to is really honing in on what is that right offer for the right audience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how do you position it
2: i'm glad that you said something about ups and downs i think of it as expansion and contraction yeah and i know that when it first happened for me it was a little freaky
1: it's scary when things are going really well and then all of a sudden it's like you you're kind of looking back and realizing okay i've plateaued things are not growing as much as they were and then they may even start declining and I find that this happens for a couple of reasons. One, sometimes you're reaching an upper limit. And when you hit that upper limit in your business, it's actually an upper limit within you what you actually believe is possible. My biggest like implosion was when I went from single woman to married to having kids and having to really readjust my expectations on what I was personally capable of.
2: <laughs> Let's talk about the pinnacle pre-motherhood and the pinnacle after motherhood. What did that look like for you? What did that feel like for you?
1: It's really cool because I've never looked at it this way before. And just you saying that brings up like all the feels. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 24 and had zero life experience. Had just come out of grad school and wanted to help people build websites and market online. Within just a few months, I was booked solid. I was hitting $10,000 a month and then $20,000 a month. Mm. And that lasted for a few years and like continually doubling and tripling revenue on my way to seven figures. Like, rah, rah, I'm almost 30. I'm going to be at seven figures. I'm going to be on all those lists in the magazines. You know that image
2: of a woman standing on top of a mountain with her hands spread up and her legs spread apart? And it's
1: just like, yeah, Yeah, it's like, I can do no wrong. Like, this is like, I'm queen of the world. This is amazing. Right. And then I had my first child. So that was the first pinnacle. That was pretty sweet. And then the second pinnacle is much more recent. It required a lot of, like I said, like shedding of the layer, shedding of the shoulds and and really readjusting expectations. During the pandemic, I was working two hours a day, maximum if I was lucky, because I had three children home with me Mm. and I was homeschooling and I was doing all the things. And so that is just a whole different picture of success.
2: So talk to us about this thing that you do That has caused your business to both explode and also successfully remain where it is.
1: (laughs) The most important piece that's missing from people's marketing is why you do things the way you do. Mm -hmm. Why my way? Right. And why is this the missing piece? What is someone missing? And why hasn't what they've tried worked so far? And then how do we communicate that? Mm -hmm. So that's what I really like digging into is kind of breaking apart the mechanics of what has gotten you results? What is getting your clients results? And then how do we put words around that and build a package around that? Because it really elevates the value.
3: So how would someone get started with that process? You're mentioning a lot of different things. Where would you recommend people start?
1: It's going to sound really cliche, but where you start is with target audience. (laughs) Great. (laughs) That whole thing. Yeah, that whole thing, (laughs) that whole thing that everyone talks about. Right. It's really the psychographics, which is what is driving them to want this? Mm -hmm. What is showing up in their life right now that they need to change? And what have they tried before? Why has it failed? What do they already have in place that they can leverage? And then what do they have working against them? And when you can understand those things, you have the opportunity to create this paradigm shift for someone where they have that aha moment that says, oh, this is the piece that I've been missing. So-and-so has the answer.
2: Mm. Can you give us an example of a before and after situation with a personal client
1: or with your own work? So I have a client who was offering done-for-you services. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it really limits how many clients you can work with because you're literally training training time for dollars. Exactly. What he wanted to do was move into high-ticket coaching. So instead of charging $2,500 for this marketing package, he wanted to offer coaching that was $1,500 a month retainer, which is a big difference. That's $18,000 versus Mm $2,500. What he was finding is that as he was trying to sell his coaching, he had a hard time feeling like it was going to be tangible, couldn't really promise them results. So he would offer done-for-you deliverables as part of the package. Mm -hmm he felt more confident, they felt more confident. And what he was doing was is really defeating the purpose because in the end, he was actually getting paid less for his time because now he was coaching and doing done for you.
2: Mm, Right.
1: So what we did was really got clear on that target audience. What is that point A that they're starting at? What do they need to have going for them in order for him to be able to comfortably say, you're going to get results? And then what is the point B that is going to get there? And we mapped out the steps that they would be taking through. Like, what do the milestones look like to getting to point B in a way that they would really understand and see themselves? And then what were his methods for getting there? And it turns out years ago, he'd written a book. Forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, it like laid out his six-part system that just so nicely matched this audience that he hadn't actually like honed in on yet. And within like the next conversation he had with a potential prospect who like, wasn't even coming to him as a potential prospect. He just met this guy (laughs) and was talking about what he did. The guy signed up within a couple of days because it was so clear to him what working together would look like and he wanted that result. So he got that $1,500 a month retainer just for coaching. And it all came down to him being able to make it feel tangible without having to promise done-for-you results. Could you also define messaging? I think a lot of people hear that word
2: and they don't completely understand the breadth of it.
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of people think that messaging is like, what is your brand statement? What is your USP or unique selling proposition? The way I look at messaging is it's really everything that you're sharing as a business owner. So everything that's going out in your marketing is messaging. Your messaging is what's underlying everything that you're sharing and making sure that it's hitting all of the right points that you want to be remembered for and that are going to get those people that fit your target profiles to perk up and say, Ooh, like that sounds like me.
2: Mm -hmm. It's your emails. It's your social media posts. It's your conversations. it's It's your
1: LinkedIn bio. It's,
2: it's everything. It's not just the words on your website.
3: What I've seen often with entrepreneurs that I work with is that they will then go to their computers, like, okay, I know who I want to serve. And then they'll type away for a few hours. Like, there you go. I have my messaging and that's it. I'm done. So is it just that, or is there more to it?
1: I was doing an audit on someone's webinar. And the way she described her target audience was so clear and so like nuanced and, and beautiful. <laughs> I was just like, this is an amazing target profile. I don't see any flaws in here. When we got to the webinar, it was very general. The examples she was giving, the topics she was teaching on were not actually like relevant to that audience specifically. Like talk about what the problems are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do the case studies that I'm sharing and the stories that I'm sharing, are they demonstrating the problems that this audience has because that's where things start to come together is when you're matching everything you're saying to that actual profile, how they see the world. Mm
3: -hmm. Many people I'm sure will have the knee-jerk reaction to that, of, but then I'll be turning off some other people that might want to come to me. What would you say to that reaction?
1: I would say that that is exactly what the person I was talking about in the example said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said, well, I have it this way because there's other people in my audience that don't necessarily fit that example. And I want to make sure I'm serving them. I said, you know, fair enough. Can we just try it? <laughs> like, let's just try it because it doesn't hurt to do one webinar differently. Right. So she saw like a 60% increase in the number of registrations. That's a lot.
3: That is <laughs> a, like, lot. a lot.
1: A lot. Yeah. And 300% change in conversion. Wow. Wow. It made such a difference right away. And the reason is because when she was trying to talk to all of the people, she was not sharing anything that made someone go, oh, that's me. And oh, I can see that working in my situation. This is exactly what I need. She gets it. It's like a watered down message. If you water things down for the folks that are at the beginning level of their journey, the folks that are further along won't think that you have a sophisticated level of knowledge to help them. Right. Right. So you'll actually reach more people by being hyper-targeted and specific than you would if you watered things down.
3: To what extent should people be looking at updating their messaging? What's the trigger to maybe this needs to change or this needs to be updated?
1: So there's a couple of different answers to that. One, there should be just a regular check-in at least every year, if not every six months, depending on how quickly you're evolving. Whoops. Missed that one. And it doesn't mean that you have to like rebrand, overhaul, et cetera, but just going back through your website, like, is there things here that are no longer relevant? Is the wording I'm using, the examples I'm using, do they still land or have I moved beyond that Mm -hmm. or just moved in a different direction than that? Regular checkups. And then if you find that you're starting to hit a plateau or webinars that you've done before stop working that's a point that you should think, okay, what's going on here? Is there something different? Mm -hmm. You know, there's one other thing and that is when someone has been
2: achieving and achieving and then actually finally fulfills a dream. What I've noticed with friends and myself personally is after achieving that dream and being able to say, done that, you know, that there is a lull at some point where you're kind of lost and casting about adrift. Have you ever seen that or experienced
1: that? You guys are bringing up such awesome examples. When someone's growing their business, they're often focused on just the next step. Mm -hmm. And once you've reached that, kind of come up fair and you look around, it's like, maybe this isn't actually what I wanted. I had a client that needed to get to a certain number a month. And so we did all the things, created the programs, did the messaging, did the marketing, got her to that point. And she's like, okay, well, now that the financial stress is gone, I'm realizing I hate this.
3: <laughs> oh, oh no!
1: <laughs> and I don't want to do this work. Like, what do I do? <laughs> and fortunately, we were working together over long term, so we were able to like, okay, well, let's let's look at what you actually want to do. Because in my opinion, everything is possible. <laughs> like, I agree. I can find like ten different ways to make anything work, uh, <laughs> which is why I tell my people like, dream big. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because like, uh-huh. this is going to be way easier than you think it's going to be. And you need to make <laughs> sure you're creating something that you want.
3: In my experience, in that situation where someone goes off and bangs out their messaging and then puts it out there, sometimes it's too general, but sometimes it's not necessarily too general, but it still falls flat. You know, it's not resonating for whatever reason. How would you approach problem solving that situation?
1: We always start with, okay, who is it that you want to work? Who's that ideal dream unicorn client? mm And then I look at their marketing through the lens of what does that person want? What are they experiencing? Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, there's just a mismatch between the examples, the topics. Sometimes it's like really small words. I use this example sometimes. The word overwhelmed is very different than the word frustrated. Mm -hmm. But they can be used interchangeably. Are you frustrated with your marketing? Are you overwhelmed with your marketing? To me, they're very different. Right. I find that a lot of folks use overwhelmed. And what that speaks to is being frozen, not knowing what to do, not knowing what the next step is. Right. So what they're attracting is someone that is overwhelmed. They're not taking steps. And frozen. They're frozen. Yeah. Where if you say frustrated, then you're going to attract people that are already trying, Mm -hmm. already working, already taking the steps, and they're not getting the result they want. Right. So the difference there is you need to get someone into motion, which is much like, it's like kinetic versus static energy. I'm going to get really Mm -hmm. science nerdy here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really hard to push a boulder and get it moving Mm -hmm. rather than change the course of a boulder that's already moving. Mm -hmm. It'll just attract a completely different type of client. Nuances like that matter.
2: The word nerd in me is loving this.
3: (laughs) So as people want to get started and start moving through this process, figuring out their target market, figuring out what is the messaging, where do they get stuck the most often that you see and how do they move through that stuckness?
1: the most common sticking point is target audience. I have a whole program that I've developed. It's a 10-module program and people will spend three months on that one module on target audience.
2: It's the first module in my class as well. It's a first, it
1: should be the first
2: module in any class.
3: Yeah, same, also in our course building, yep.
1: Yeah, and that's, and that's what's interesting is that it is the first of everything. Mm-hmm. And once you land on it, everything else is so easy. Having a target audience is limiting. That's
2: the mistaken belief. I know plenty of people who still take clients that are outside of their target audience. Oh, yes. And I'm like, of course, that's your prerogative. You can take any client you want, but your marketing to get in the door with the people
1: that you mostly want to bring in has to be specific. Right. And I find that the majority of coaches and consultants that come to me are usually getting their clients through referrals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, because their online marketing isn't really doing a whole lot for them, right, right, because it isn't dialed in, but they're getting referrals. So what I always tell them is if your business is largely referrals right now, it is not going to change anything to start marketing online with a very specific target audience and exactly start actively attracting these people because the referral sources are still going to be there, yeah, I rebranded in twenty nineteen. And people still (laughs) refer people to me (laughs) for what I used to do.
3: (laughs) Like whether you like it or not, you'll still get those referrals.
1: I haven't designed a website since uh, 2017 and I still get people. You should go to Holly for a website.
2: As you made your way through to the discoveries that you have about the role of messaging in
1: both your own business and
2: in your clients' businesses,
1: what has surprised you? I think what we were just talking about, which is like the more specific and focused you get, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: the more people respond. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I've done the hyper-focused and it always performs better than the more general approach. Mm -hmm. And that always surprises me because it's like, are there really that many people that fit that specific profile?
2: (laughs) Apparently. So let's talk. Holly shared some gems that often get lost in our push to market and sell, to get new clients and add subscribers and attract people to your webinars, et cetera, et cetera. And that is that everything that you're sharing as a business owner, everything that's going out in your marketing is messaging. So make sure that it's hitting all of the right points that you want to be known for. Thank you so much to Holly for her delightful trip back to the basics of what is needed for any business to blow up. And be sure to get Holly's gift to you, the Buyer's Arc. It's a 25-page marketing guide that will help you quickly turn lookers into buyers by empowering your prospects. You can grab your copy of it at blowingup.rocks/holly.
3: This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda-Claire Puig. Cynthia Lam is our managing producer and Danny Eney, our executive producer. Post-production is by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.